This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. My name is Grace Johnson, the assistant editor for the Peninsula Pulse. And today I am joined by two very special guests. We have Brandon Bogenschutz and Hope Bogenschutz. Welcome, guys. Thank Hi. you. Hi. Just for clarity for listeners, if you do not know them, they are not in a relationship related <laughs> Bogenschutz. They are cousins. So we're just going to get that out of the way right away. Correct. Yes. But Hope and Brandon are here today as representatives, members of the Knobs, which is a new improv group up in Door County that people might have seen on the paper or on social media lately. So they have a show coming up on the 31st, correct? Correct. Yes. So we're going to have a little fun chit chat and um, learn more about the group. So we'll just start at the beginning. How did the knobs start? Like, how did you guys all kind of get together? My experience, I was sitting at a table at Husby's with Owen Alabato, and we were just talking about my background doing stand-up, and he was like, Abby Dubler really wants to do improv. Would you be interested in that? And I said, never done it before. Sounds fun. And then, you know, I was I was drinking and and <laughs> um, yes. then I get a text and I'm in the knobs, oh, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> so it kind of just all fell together. And I think it was a lot of orchestrating on Abby and Owen's part. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah, I also received a text message at some <laughs> point from Owen Alabato because we had we'd done a cabaret fundraiser in. February of 2022, and, and we did a short film the year prior, so I'd known him through that. And then some point in the spring, he said, do you want to be in an improv group? And then I replied, yes. Yes. And that's how that happens. Yeah. Simple. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope I didn't realize that you had some background in stand-up. Yeah. When did you do that? I lived in Milwaukee on and off for five years, and I started going to open mics, like comedy, and everyone's like, you're really funny. You should write something. <laughs> And I, I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while. And then something funny happened with my roommates. And I was like, I have so many jokes about this. And I wrote a tight five. And then I just kept writing jokes. And there was a really awesome community in Milwaukee for cultivating that. And I'm really happy that I was a part of it. But it's so different yeah. <laughs> than not remembering lines or having jokes that you know you're going to say. Yeah, for sure. So a little aside note real quick, fun fact, Brandon Hope and I all went to Gibraltar <laughs> High School together, mm -hmm. graduated together. Mm -hmm. So this is a really fun kind of like reunion for me anyway. I don't know if you're happy about seeing me, but. <laughs> I am happy. Thanks. I Put am Thanks, also guys. happy. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. You have to be happy to see me. So it's also really fun to see kind of what you've all been doing in the last years. And for you, Brandon, you know, I knew you went to school and you had studied theater when you were in school or after, because you had lived in New York for a while as well, did you get involved in any stand-up or improv, I guess? No improv. I did open as a stand-up act for a friend's improv group, so that mm -hmm. I think that counts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, my stand-up experience was pretty minimal. I, I did some when I was in New York, but you know, most of what I've done is other people's words that they plan to write and 
want me to say specifically that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm still very new to it. It's it's kind of exhilarating, but there's a different kind of pressure when you're not uh, when you're messing up your own words. Yeah, you know, and not someone else's. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. Oh, <laughs> that would just horrify me. Let's kind of get into that a little bit. The like the actual performing aspect. I have horrible anxiety and I get really bad stage fright. There's no way any words would ever be able to come out of my mouth in an improv. I would just stand there like an idiot. How do you handle that? Do you guys like get together and kind of rehearse? Like how does, there's a lot of questions in this. Like how does one rehearse for improv? Well, really it's basically laying out the structure and the expectations to help us succeed on that night Mm-hmm. And obviously we'll we'll run scenes and we'll come up with things that, you know, end up being funny or successful or, you know, well-timed and very specific to the game that we're playing in that moment. But yeah, it's it's just trying to find a good combination of games that work for each person so we can show our strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the beginning, seeing as both Brandon and I and most of us well, I guess we're the only two that didn't have any improv experience now mm. that I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. But there are rules to improvisation. So at, okay. in the beginning, it's, you know, yes and. You never deny people and you learn the basics. And then as we progress as a group, it's really awesome to have leaders. Matt and Josh have been in so many things. Owen as well. And they have really great feedback but it, it's all about like creating scenes, which I think Brandon has a lot of strength in. And we just keep building and building. And as we progress, like the games that we play, they get a little bit more advanced and more well-constructed, mm-hmm. like flying by the seat of our pants, yeah. the more that we exercise those muscles. So, mm-hmm. And for people that might not be like familiar with how an improv show works, is it, you know, when you go to see like a play or something, it's kind of all through one topic or with the improv do you start off we're gonna you know do this scenario or whatever and then that one ends and then there are multiple scenarios how does that work well we do our best to have a very specific prompt for the audience Mm -hmm. so we can get a suggestion from the audience that's going to direct us and you know Mm -hmm. we have varying degrees of success in taking that and elaborating on that initial suggestion Because really, if we're not including the audience, at least in the initial premise or the initial inspiration for whatever game it is, then it's kind of just for us. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything really stems from. Yeah. So I guess another way to think about this question or rephrase it, have you, either of you seen the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. Yes. (sighs) Colin Mockery. (laughs) So when I'm thinking of improv, I like think of that, you know, where they play props or they play scenes or things like that. Is that kind of like how it is? Or is it like what you said based off of audience suggestion? So we'll have a caller. So we'll have someone go up and explain what we're about to accomplish and the structure of the game. Okay. And then it's just a much more interactive medium in the sense that we do get those suggestions from the audience, you know, mm-hmm. like, may I please have an example of a hazardous job, you know, and yeah. then that's, that's your starting point. So we have, a, we have a caller who tries to be as concise as possible, just laying out the fundamentals of what we're about to do. And then we just mm-hmm. take off. Kind of go with it. So yeah. even if you're a newbie audience member, everything kind of gets touched on in the yeah. beginning. We mm-hmm. can, we can conceivably do most everything that they do professionally at a very high level on that show. <laughs> Except for, from what I've seen, the 
wacky prop items that they yeah they have like an entire section on props and pull back to, and forth yeah we do not currently have the budget for those wacky props so <laughs> we're um but we're, we're on, on our way we're also looking yeah. for a very talented pianist to you know on a whim just come up with melodies that we can sing along to <laughs> as oh, we yeah. as we go yeah oh. okay that's those are two things that two we things. cannot mm-hmm. do. Well, I mean, I would imagine <laughs> that you could probably find like some random props around your house or dig through some lady's purse and pull something out and go with it. Maybe, <laughs> we, should, maybe we should have someone bring a prop. Like the audience brings props. And then they throw them on stage. I feel like these there are all really bad There needs to be a vetting system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a pool but noodle is, most is probably the only readily available thing that I can think of right. that would be. Otherwise, you have to craft it. Yeah. The crafting on that show. Of I don't know. I feel like you have a lot of talented people in that group. I'm sure somebody could craft something. Yeah, cut some foam. Some foam. You know, Abby, is. she's a mom. She's probably got a lot of crafting we can put, stuff. We can put the kiddos on it. Oh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> so we kind of mentioned a little bit of some of the other members, but let's just kind of list off who everyone else in the group is. So in addition to ourselves, we have... Matt Stone and Josh Stone, brothers. Not in a relationship. Also not (laughs) in a relationship. Um, Though if the scene calls for it, they're more open to it than we are. Mm -hmm. I will say that. There's Owen (laughs) Alibato Mm -hmm. and Abby Dubler. So all of you guys just kind of came together because of Owen and Abby pretty much. Yeah, we'd known of each other or we... Yeah, I wouldn't have met Brandon if it wasn't for Owen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm really happy we're meeting now. Bringing connections together. What is your favorite part of improv? Hmm. There's two things. And one kind of goes back to an unanswered question. So one, I love the camaraderie. Someone awesome. I was really nervous before our first show. And he's like, no one in the audience that's seeing you wants you to fail. Mm -hmm. And that is so strong in our friend group and our improv troupe that we're all there for each other. If you're kind of like you know, fizzling out on stage, they pick you up. Yeah. And it's become really cool not having been best friends, but creating this camaraderie and understanding and support. And then the second is that I'm not classically trained Mm -hmm. in acting and I don't have much of a history of that. Although I am like quick and witty and, you know, I'm a bartender and people often think like, oh, you're so funny. Mm -hmm. And I think being on a stage at the level that I'm on a stage all the time behind a bar, that's my strength is like I can go in front of an audience and not freak out. Yeah. And I just feel like that's the part where I feel calm. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. let's do this. Yeah. So the fact that I don't have to have any training for this besides what we accomplish in rehearsal mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. I'd say, first off, the, the fact that I don't need to memorize someone else's words. That's really, really nice. But I'd say... The most exhilarating moment during a show is, well, usually during character games because I'm on usually stage left and we're working towards me during those games. We get some sort of suggestion from the audience and then the other two people on stage are developing and and talking about their characters doing their portions leading up to mine. And it's that 20, maybe 30 seconds that I have to take my suggestion, come up with a character, try to have a compelling angle, you know, or specific worldview, maybe one ending joke, and then also be listening to the other two people on stage so that I can potentially play off what 
their decisions <laughs> are too. Yeah. It's just that crucible moment yeah. moment is really great. And I, you know, I, I'm not in the crucible anymore. I don't have to memorize mm-hmm. lines from the Arthur crucible. Miller. From, from <laughs> Arthur Miller's The Crucible? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who was in my group. Somebody in Lauren Ward now, her, when she was teaching English, we read The Crucible and I was in a group with somebody and we were like acting out a scene from it. And my group decided to do like the court scene and we were all like screeching loudly and the kids next door were taking their finals and they're like shut up (laughs) anyway that was an aside so there's a lot going on when you are on stage like you know you're just explaining brand and you have a very limited amount of time to process what everyone else is saying process the prompts that were given to you you know and you're kind of creating a story on the fly and in these short like amount of times do you think what you're doing with improv can impact or enhance your life outside of performing? No. No? <laughs> well, Just flat, no. no. I mean, in there's always a moment where you need to quickly think of something. You need to think on your feet. But I think, um, I don't know, it's maybe more, it's maybe more applicable in a social way. I don't know that there's necessarily anything directly that it can benefit other than for the people that are in that space and that in that moment are you asking the question for us how does that translate to our lives or other people okay yeah for me being a part of a group where i have to bring a lot of humility to the table because i'm not you know (laughs) i'm not of this world of improv and Mm -hmm. acting and things like that Mm -hmm. just kind of like checking your ego at the door i think we all do that and listening to one another and it's it's kind of good exercise as an adult out of high school out of college out of you know a room where you're expected to have conversations and you know focus on a thing together Mm -hmm. I feel like that's helped me grow in that way yeah you know it's it's a group and we're all focused on something and we all add in a different way and we're all different and we all listen and we all encourage and it's it's a really great thing to have a network of people like that. All right, never mind. I take back my answer. That okay. was better. I would say, well, say what <laughs> Hope said. Say one. <laughs> Copy paste. Yeah, I've, that's one thing that I have found. It's very interesting. I feel like especially up here, I was just talking recently about like how it's very strange to kind of find friends when you're older. And maybe that's just me and my social anxiety problems, but especially going to like the schools and stuff that we went to, when you kind of know everybody from day one, all through every phase of life, you know, the goods and the bads and all that, trying to make connections up here can sometimes be a little difficult. And, you know, I feel like even we have a couple of people in our office that we're kind of like cultivating our little creative community and Door County is just like a great space to explore that creativity and like have this option to just find a group of people and say, Hey, let's do improv. We, why not? You know, we can. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, I think that brings up a good point that creative spaces can be a very nice access point for people mm-hmm. to feel like they're a part of something and contributing to the community. And a lot of that doesn't just happen. I mean, there, there's social network reasons that we're in, the space Peach Barn specifically, or, mm-hmm. or you know, why we're able to find certain spaces to do things that are creative and, and not necessarily a part of some more, I'll say, legacy performance spaces yeah. in the area. And I think those have their merit, but there's some wall there, especially for young people who yeah. are, are moving to the area. Unless you're working 
for those legacy institutions, that's not necessarily a, sp- a space to meet people. And some of those are better created and they're a little more organic that way. Yeah, I feel like there's been a little bit of a surge of like right before COVID, I feel like there was a couple of places that started popping up that were a little bit more alternative to, like you said, the kind of legacy spaces that we have up here. And, you know, people were getting a little bit more creative and where they're going and COVID happened and, you know, life seemed to halt. But it also kind of made people rethink a lot of things. So now you have like a lot of virtual performances and stuff like that that had happened as a result. But then you also have these people that are now thinking out of the box on, you know, you don't need to have a huge stage to perform or to put these things on. And there's a lot more places and businesses that are open to that and open to supporting that creativity. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that are And I feel like a lot of young people that are starting to move in that direction and, you know, show those alternate options to kind of what people might think of as like traditional Door County. So you had kind of mentioned, Brandon, so far the knobs have been performing at Peach Bar and Brewery in Sister Bay. How did that kind of become your venue space? You know, I'm I'm not the self-appointed leader. I'm a a follower and I've been drinking the Kool-Aid. I do believe Abby has a very good relationship with Sarah and Jason. Um, Sarah and Jason, what they've done with Peach Barn and just having it be what it is in our community and activists and all the things that they are, you know, lending their space to. Mm -hmm. This is another great way, I think, that they felt for our community to come together. And I definitely know Owen had a big part in that, too. He's good friends with Sarah and Jason. And yeah, we've kind of made that our home. It's just crazy. And they're awesome. I just need to say the first show was overwhelming the turnout. And, you know, we're a community that have grieved together. We've quarantined together. We've seen all of this change and we do the seasons together. And it's just this whole thing. And now it's time to laugh together a little bit. The next show, we're like, what do we expect? Is it going to be, you know, greater turnout is going to be less people and it was just as overwhelming as the first time and they really accommodated seating and Mm -hmm. they think of all the things and they let us keep our black boxes there so it's really (laughs) nice (laughs) they're super sweet storage yeah so i think that's going to be our home but there are talks of other venues in the future this episode of the door county pulse podcast is brought to you in part by door county medical center Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Yeah, I haven't been able to get down yet or up yet. I need to- Or over. Or over. I need to change, (laughs) um, adjust my thinking, having grown up in the North and I'm now down in Bailey's Harbor, so- Things are more up now again. Oh, it's so... <laughs> yep, I grew up in Egg Harbor, and I live in Liberty Grove now. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. I'm up on my town of the woods. Mm, my town, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen all of the photos that have been taken from the shows, and it's just crazy the amount of people that are, like, packed in there. You know? COVID what? <laughs> COVID what? Yeah, I, I feel... I'll go on record. I feel bad that some people don't aren't able to sit down. I, I think it, it's all right for some people, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wish that less people would show up to our shows. <laughs> I don't want to say that, Owen, mm-hmm. if you're listening. 
I know you're listening. <laughs> but come there early. To get if, a good seat. If you can. You know, our our so, show's at 7 o'clock on the 31st. And if you're there at 3, you know, yeah. 4. Maybe not that early. Remember when uh, J.K. Rowling was rolling out those Harry Potters? Yeah, oh, yeah. Get, get in line, maybe 10 a.m. <laughs> I was going to wow. say, we were, I don't know about you, Brandon. I can't remember what time you got there, but I got to the movie theater at like 2 o'clock that day, <laughs> and it was a midnight showing. I had to work in the morning, so that's why I couldn't get there earlier. I think I only went to one of those, or two, or three. You were definitely at the last one. <laughs> I don't remember. It was midnight. It was late. It was past my bedtime. One Where thing, was I? Staying out after curfew? Jeez. <laughs> I think with improv, it is very much a, you know audience participation kind of thing. Well, let, well let's not say audience participation because I think audience. some people think that they're going to get up on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. that has happened. Which we is, have had to. Which I, when I'm seeing a <laughs> oh, show, really? I don't want to go on stage. I'm in the chair in the audience for a reason. You know. We have okay. some eager beavers, okay. for sure. Well, okay, let's say not uh, participation, maybe interaction yeah. is maybe a better word. I feel like the success, you have to really have a good connection. You have to have a good audience that is, you know, they're very plugged into what you guys are doing and have a lot of energy to give you as well as, you know, performers. Because if nobody's, you know, everyone's just kind of sitting, stoically sitting there, that would kind yeah. of affect. Honestly, we want our audiences rowdy. You know, we need everyone on the spectrum of rowdiness. Not everyone needs to be rowdy, but we like, you know, a little pushback a little bit. That's why I've so been slipping our parents' yeah. $20 bills. They sit front row and get a little out of hand. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that's how you get people in the seats. You pay them all. That's where all your money is. That's why you can't buy props because you're paying the audience. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just well. joking. Yes, that is definitely not actually happening. Is that illegal if it were to happen? I um, mean, it seems counterproductive because we pay a cover, but I was just curious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't think it's illegal. I think people might take issue with it. Oh, I don't have to pay my dad. He's rowdy enough. <laughs> Are the shows 21 plus only? thinking about people that might want to come is it can people bring their kids or do you know do you kind of have restrictions on what kind of stuff that you guys will do you know, to keep it more family I'd say we're we're kind of at the beginning of this so we haven't expanded to children's birthday parties yet um mm -hmm. that's probably 20 to 30 years from now i'm not going to shut that down okay. i'd say in general it is more there have been kids in the audience that usually older kids, you know, teenagers and up. Mm -hmm. So I'd say I, you know, <laughs> I liked, I almost never go blue, but I can't, uh, I can't control my... Uh, um, going got blue a potty mouth. is, a, yeah. Fellow members. For those of you who don't know, it's, you know, leaning into being a little perverted or inappropriate. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Um, I'm definitely the one that goes blue the most because it's my sense of humor. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, yeah, just like, you know, I'll own up right here. I usually set things in space or some medieval fantasy land. Mm -hmm. That's my... That's I have stick. trouble living in a world with elves. And yeah. <laughs> I'm finding my way. I'm navigating that, but <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Brandon. Yeah, and that, that's, been, that's been a really interesting part of, of working with people. Maybe each of us, we have our a strong sense of humor, but in terms of what we come up with and what you know what hits that funny bone for each of us is quite 
different as to where we where we take scenes and seeing the combinations of players together in each scene is something too that I you know that makes us a good group you know we're not all coming up with the same setting on the space <laughs> station you know with uh, wizards mm-hmm. fighting the the robot wars of 2023 yeah actually that's this year so <laughs> never mind 2123 I apologize and sometimes your improv partner makes that decision that you're in that world and you just have to go with it you have to yep. go with it <laughs> you just yeah. have to go with it have you ever I mean, I'm sure you're all seasoned professionals now, but <laughs> is there ever, like, do you have a hard time staying in the moment and in the character? Like, I feel like that everything makes me laugh, and I feel like I would have such a hard time working with so many funny people, and everything that they say, I would just die and not be able to keep with it. I definitely break a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'll be on stage or in rehearsal, and I'm just, like, I can't take it, mm-hmm. but... At this point, I'm convinced Brandon has many personalities and fully commits to all of them. Oh yeah, I feel yeah. like I um, feel like we have this uh, like discussion a lot when I'm trying to explain Brandon to like other people. Like, oh yeah, I had this friend from school, and you know, you can never really take him seriously because he likes to take a concept and take it all the way to the end, <laughs> and you just have to you just have to sit back and enjoy it and see what happens. I just like to advocate for myself. Okay. I am. I'm actually very mature now and I know how to include people in on the joke and it's not just for me anymore. That's really great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In in my youth, I have been known to do that and probably in the last couple of weeks and months and years, but in terms of committing to to a character that I I find is one of my strengths, but there's always an opportunity to break because we don't have the same mind. We're not coming up with the same material. We're not going to approach language or you know the pace or the character the physicality the same way and the more unexpected that is you know we're we're making each other break in rehearsal often and then ideally that's minimized on stage though i remember a couple times i've had to turn away swallow it (laughs) and then get back get back in I would be a very unsuccessful improv person. I mean, it's new to us. You know, yeah. we're making it up as we go along. And yeah, it's, that's true. It's all new. <laughs> yeah. In that space a little bit, Hope, you had brought up earlier that there are there are rules to improv. And we don't need to get necessarily into, like, the nitty-gritty of it, I guess. But I think that might be something that, like, surprises people. I feel like everyone, when it comes to improv, they think anything goes. So you can, you know, be in a scene and somebody will throw something in there that just does not mix but just kind of like a little general overview maybe just to like show people how much you know work and thought process goes into that yeah so the big one that everyone mostly everyone knows has ever been introduced to improv is yes and and so basically that's going to be don't deny who you're on stage with Mm -hmm. it's you know you want to keep that energy going Mm -hmm. you're like playing a game of ping pong but you're trying to be funny and you're trying to like make a scene and you're trying it's it's such a multi-dimensional thing Mm -hmm. and you just keep going and so when someone does you know bring in something irrelevant because they're a little off or whatever happens you know you just integrate that and that's how us being such a close group Mm -hmm. comes in handy you know like we can recover Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely don't deny so if brandon says we're in the elven village we're in the elven village oh my god 
Well, of course we're in the Elven We're in the Elven Village. Wow. That's my... Improv right before my eyes. That's my enunciation warm-up, and I totally... Oh, God. Yeah. But you can't just deny. Just keep it going. Just keep it rolling, you know? And if we mess up or kind of break those rules, and it's not that obvious... Mm-hmm. Maybe the audience won't know, but we'll know. And that's something that we always go back to and try to refine. And mm-hmm. what's another one? Yeah, say if, yeah if, we, if we break a rule, it's got to be earned. <laughs> okay. Like, and, and when it is earned and we've broken a rule and we adjust to, you know, say, oh, wait, I am supposed to still have a pie in my hand. Okay, here it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we take that moment to get back into it, that's another opportunity for for a laugh because oh yeah there was a pie he was holding a pie and then mm-hmm. there it's now there's a pie but once it's spoken into existence we have to you know even if it's it a, a yeah. ball that i had at the beginning of the scene and then i drop it at some point i have to have that in the back of my mind that i can slip on that or you know bounce on it later or pop mm-hmm. it or yeah. something and that that's that's difficult when we're <laughs> if we're moving through a lot of mm-hmm. objects you know some more dialogue-centric scenes are a little bit easier that way. So, so far, you guys have been doing monthly shows, correct? Yeah, we took a little hiatus with the holidays, holidays. but we're trying to create a more structured routine for our rehearsals, at least. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, getting six adults, some with children, different (laughs) professions and careers, all in the same room is pretty difficult. Yes, I can imagine. We're figuring that out. But there will be... Definitely more shows. Is it going to be like throughout the year, even in the during the on season, or are you thinking probably more just in the off season? Still in the in the on season. Ideally, I think we were talking about quarterly, but yeah, nothing is set in like stone. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So if somebody isn't able to make the show on the thirty first, they will have more opportunities. Right. You'll have an opportunity sometime in April. Dates to be determined. Determined. But there will be other shows and. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're hoping that we're a regular staple yeah. in the area. And we're trying to not do so many shows that people find us out. Yeah, the Tuesday mm-hmm. night knobs. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> the Tuesday um, night knobs. Oh, what an obligation. Right. Don't oh. want to go to that. Right. Oh, they're doing yeah. a show every week. Yeah. Dang those knobs. We don't have to go this week. They'll be there next week. And the, well, then everyone will have a place to sit. <laughs> well, and you can say get through late and you'll have a chair. I just had a thought. Did you guys collectively come up with your name or did somebody kind of have that already pre-packed? How'd you land on the knobs? We all brainstormed. I think Owen and Brandon both thought of the knobs. I had different plans and I was... (laughs) (laughs) Any other contenders that uh, you can throw out there that were tossed around? I'm always curious about how people... Our good friend Michael Holmes suggested Death's Dorks, which was awesome in my opinion, Mm -hmm. but... Here we are. We're the knobs. The knobs. Yeah, the knobs <laughs> is the least worst option. The least worst. That fits we into thought of the, the Sheila's door theme. Sheila's a reoccurring girlfriend of, we don't know if it's Matt's girlfriend. We don't know if it's Brandon's girlfriend. <laughs> if it's me, <laughs> you know, if it's Abby. It was um, an offstage mentioned character name that we had once in rehearsal. And mm-hmm. she keeps coming back. Yeah, but she, yeah, she does. Like a boomerang. She, she keeps left. coming back. Mm-hmm. The unofficial member of the knobs. But yeah, the knobs is. I say like like a boomerang because she's Australian. Yeah, and I I would imagine. Okay, I'm imagining I'm just waiting Sheila. for Brandon to say it. Yeah, Brandon does very good accents. Oh, so wait, what do you want me to say? Sheila, use it in a sentence, please. In in an Australian <laughs> accent, Aussie. Oh boy. Um, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> How many takes do I have? As many as you want. Okay. Show you like getting the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. One take. <laughs> One take. One take. That might have been bad. I don't know. <laughs> One take, Brandon. I think that was pretty Kay. impressive. Should I do it for the rest of the the podcast? Podcast. Yeah, podcast. that sounds a little so bit more New Zealand a, to oh me. Oh my god! I'm, I'm, see, I was like, I feel see, like this you're is what happens. Do you know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep talking, and people are going to find us out. Yeah, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> we're done. No <laughs> more. We're professionals. We know what we're doing. All right, so um, we're kind of coming up on our time here. I think we've kind of really covered everything and getting a good look into your group. Is there anything that you guys would like to say just like as a last little something to our listeners, you know, who are interested or who thus far have not been interested but might make them interested to go see you guys? This is not your nephew's college improv group. And it's not fun at all. <laughs> come see us come have a beer just relax laugh please bring good suggestions mm-hmm. <laughs> please bring good good <laughs> suggestions yeah but you know if we if we don't hear it the first time and we're still gonna you know pitter puttering on stage shout it again i think that's fine Shouting it five times? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> we've chosen not your suggestion. <laughs> if you've attempted multiple times and has not been selected, yeah. maybe try yeah. something else, a different suggestion. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's kind of our time for today. So thank you guys for coming in. It was really nice seeing you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Grace. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.